Ah, yes, the beautiful strumming of uh, my friend Tom Pacheco on his tune, There Was a Time, which is the new opening uh, theme of Mostly Folk. I thought I'd mention that in case you don't know it or didn't recognize it. Today we have a special guest, Sharon Glassman, and we're going to be talking about her album, Blame It on Hoboken, which... uh, coincidentally enough, is the town that Frank Sinatra was raised in. And of course, uh, this is the day that Bob Dylan has released his brand new album and uh, a tribute to Frank Sinatra. So uh, kind of coinciding with uh, that event and Sharon Glassman's own album, Blame It on Hoboken. We're going to start the program today with a tune that Sharon doesn't actually sing. It's the second cut on her album, Blame It on Hoboken. There are other singers on the album, but Sharon uh, wrote all of the tunes. So let's start it off with a song called Melissa, and we'll be speaking with Sharon about this album and uh, all of the uh, interesting things associated with it. So uh, here's Marissa with guest vocalists Yama Rima, uh, Shannon Pennell, and Eric Thoreen. My name's Audie Martello, and welcome to Mostly Folk. In the village by the sea where I lived as a child, the fishermen sang this song. It is the song of a lady called Marisa. In the language of our island, Marisa means born to the sea. Marisa, the fishermen sing as they cast their nets each day. Marisa, mon âme, mon ange, ma vie, when will you show your love for me? Mon ange, mon ange, ma vie 
It's a book, it's an album, it's a play, it's a story. Uh, Blame It on Hoboken is a, uh, I don't know how to really describe it, Uh, a book, a song, an album, uh, a presentation. Uh, uh, On Sharon's website, uh, it's called A Funny Brainy Novel, recasting the classic love story of Cupid and Psyche. Now, I'm not the one to uh, give you a really good breakdown about this album or about Sharon Glassman. So, we spoke with Sharon. Why do I say we? I spoke with Sharon uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, put this interview together. And uh, just so you know, the album, uh, the songs that I'm playing from the album are taken out of context a bit. And Sharon's going to talk about the album. So, let's talk with Sharon Glassman. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and uh, I know there's lots of biographical information on your website, uh, which, by the way, is uh, SharonGlassman.com? SharonGlassmanLive.com, yeah. SharonGlassmanLive.com, okay. (laughs) There's so many artists that have, uh, people have have taken their names already, so they have, uh, you know, they have to either Sharon Glassman Music or... uh, 
<laughs> something like that. There's a, a number of people out there that uh, aren't able to just give a simple name on their website because of their name. <laughs> I know. <it's> but <laughs> anyway, uh, so tell me, um, you grew up in New York? Is that oh Philadelphia? I think I grew up in suburban Philly. Okay. Um, and then after college, I uh, went to uh, New York City and stayed there for quite a long time. And then uh, got the inspiration to move to Colorado, which is where I became a songwriter, performing songwriter. So it was a kind of interesting uh, transition. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, but when did you move to Colorado? I moved to Colorado at the end of 2007. I'd finished um, writing the draft of this novel that I had yet to realize was actually a novel with songs. And um, I looked around at New York City, uh, and there was such a beautiful version of New York and, and New Jersey in my book, and I thought, wow, the city outside my window is not nearly as good as the one in my book. I've never had the opportunity to move really off the East Coast, and life is short, and America's big, and boom, here I am. And it's why Colorado? I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, it's I lived in Boulder County, and if you know Boulder at all, it has a reputation for being a little woo-woo, and this is definitely a woo-woo story. I'm not necessarily a woo-woo person, but I was at a garden party. I was at a party in, in uh, suburban New York for someone who was moving out of state, and I was talking to this woman, and she said, oh, you know, you're a journalist as well as a creative performer. You should look up this company, yada, 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 and I thought I wrote the name down, uh, you might be able to do some writing for them, and I didn't. And so I, she had said that they were involved in storytelling and business. And so I Googled those two words, and I came across a company called The Storytellers, and they, on their website, said, we are based in the U.K., but we have an affiliate in Boulder, Colorado. And literally, as I moused over the words Boulder, Colorado, this funny feeling ran up my arm, and I looked at the dog and said, we're moving. Had nothing to do with that company, <laughs> and we moved. I came out here, I checked it out, and I had actually seen my guitar teacher from Brooklyn uh, perform at Folks Festival uh, up at Planet Bluegrass uh, 15 years earlier. And so when I came out here and realized that this was that place, and oh, wow, and the music, and blah, 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 and I just thought, i got to do this. I mean, how many times do you get a chance to start again or do phase two? And so we did. That's so great. I have yeah. family living in uh, Colorado, and, uh, you know, we've been, you know, every, every so often, uh, especially as uh, up here in the Catskills, uh, around February, uh, when the weather is you know, just, it's eternally cold, and you say, i got to get out of here. But then again, it's not that warm in uh, Colorado either, I mean, depending where you live, so. But it's sunny. Here's the here's it's the thing. Sunny, yeah. It's sunny. It's like even There's other benefits it, to Colorado. <laughs> it's like you know, who knew about the blue sky until you land back in, you know, Philadelphia Airport or Newark or JFK and you go, Oh right. There's <laughs> What's that. the temperature there today? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be in the sixties and it's sunny. Oh, that's beautiful. That's <laughs> and there's nice. no humidity. Um oh, yeah. Tomorrow it could be minus, you know, minus 10, but again, that the sunshine goes a, lot, a long way for an, an extra yeah. even coaster. Well, I'm walking downtown. I know where I'm going when I'm walking downtown. Thinking about it snowing as I'm walking downtown. I'm walking downtown. 
I don't want no trouble when I'm walking downtown. Don't burst my bubble, I'm just walking downtown. There's a world outside, we're gonna find it. It's a carnival ride. Come stand beside it, what will you confide?
used to be at home by my home out by the sea. I used to be at home. I used to be at home by my home out by the sea. I used to be at home. Can you see? From her album, Blame It on Hoboken, that was Sharon Glassman with The Broken Sea. Now, uh, do uh, understand that I'm taking some of these songs out of context because they do have a context, they do tell a story, but uh, for purposes of this interview, they are out of context. And remember that you're listening to Mostly Folk, uh, and uh, also we're broadcasting on uh, mostlyfolk.org, on iTunes, on all sorts of different ways. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to Artie Martello on Mixcloud, and you'll never miss an episode of Mostly Folk. Same goes for the iTunes podcast store. They don't cost anything, and uh, you'll never miss an episode, as I say. All right, on with uh, Sharon Glassman. Of course, the name of the uh, book is Blame It on Hoboken. Yes. And uh, that is also the name of the album, Blame It on Hoboken. Yes. This is your first album. Yes. And, of course, it relates back to the book. Why Hoboken? Well, uh, going back to when I was still living in New York City, I was a runner, and I ran over the Brooklyn Bridge one day to uh, Battery Park. And I looked at this beautiful water and... I think the Statue of Liberty. I don't want to get my size of Manhattan wrong. No, definitely the Statue of Liberty. And the ferry was coming in. I just wanted to make it. I got, I got, I've gotten some grief. I'll tell you about that later, about like my 
my uh, faulty memory for where things are connected in the Blame It on Hoboken theme song. It's been awesome. But um, so, I, yeah, I, the ferry was coming, and it was going to Hoboken, and I thought, well, what if I just keep going? So jog, 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 jog. I pay my fare. I get to, the, I get to Hoboken. And there was something about the ferry terminal. It just felt like this magic, beautiful, inspiring, romantic, uh, old world meets new world kind of place, and ba-boom, before you could say, like, you know, 10-year project, I uh, was inspired. I was like, i got to set something here. And, you know, I, over the next year or two, I would bounce back to Hoboken for a wedding or I'd go for this thing, but it was really that um, – to me, fairy tale like anything is possible feeling that I had when I landed in the, the Hoboken ferry terminal that set off this whole project and made me invent a Sinatra impersonators nightclub called the Friends of Frank, where these four guys every weekend dress up, you know, in the four phases of Frank Sinatra and they call themselves Vinnie Frank and Tommy Frank and their wives are named Barbara. <laughs> it's they're pretty pretty quirky characters, but I love them and, and I just fell in love in that moment and fell in so a six-toed sock and a half-knit sweater But I've got something that'll fit you better Uh-huh Uh-huh Done three dozen donuts in a barrel of beer But I've got something that'll keep you here Uh-huh Picture, but I'm bad with a brush. Script you a scripture. I'm a saint in a rush. Uh huh. Build you a boxcar by your seat on a train. Make your postcards from Paris, your letters from Spain.
the, 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 it sounds fantastic. The the book sounds, and it, it's based on uh, the Cupid and Psyche uh, myth, or yep, it's inspired by that as well. And I've taken again, I seem to take poetic license wherever I find it. And what I loved about the Cupid and Psyche story in in the classic classic version of it. Um, you know, Cupid, uh, Psyche is this pretty cool chick. She's different than her sisters. So, you know, it speaks to any of us who are a little bit different than the norm. And, she, you know, she's not doing so well on the dating front. And meanwhile, here's Cupid, who's this uh, god of love, who's not doing so well on the dating front. He has a habit of, like, scratching himself with his own arrows and falling in love with people he's not supposed to. And he falls in love with Psyche, who's immortal, and that's a problem. She's amortal and not immortal. He's immortal. And... um <laughs> He basically says to her, so here's the deal. Um, I'm only going to come and hang out with you after sundown. You're not, not going to see who I am. And her friends are saying, so you're in love with this guy that you can't see and we can't see? Um, hmm. This sounds like a sort of messed up relationship, not to mention possibly not true. And she sticks by this guy. She sticks by uh, this guy who no one else can see. And in the end, after much trial and tribulation, it all works hap- happily in the end. Everything works out, and Venus is angry with Cupid. Venus is Cupid's mom, and she's really annoyed that, did you really have to do this, you know, outside of our, kind of, you know, uh, approved dating family? We only would like you to date, you know, gods, and he's like, what are you going to do, Ma? And so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's- One, two. Flies to thee, four, five, six. Never knew I'd feel like this. One, two, three. My one true love, eternal. Well, I was walking through the churchyard. Life had been a little hard when I came across this stone. Stone, there's a message written there about loving and believing. And I know looks can be deceiving, but I was all alone. had been waiting for a century I don't know if it was waiting for me I was blind but now I see I was made for you were made for me sing along if you agree
From the album Blame It on Hoboken, that was Sharon Glassman with Arrow of Love. And we are continuing on with this interview with Sharon Glassman about her album Blame It on Hoboken. And uh, here's what she has to say. Why don't you talk a little bit about the album and how it intertwines with the book? Well, and the and the uh, I guess it's it's not really a play, so to speak, is it, or is it um, a musical kind of a, a journey? It's like I, I wanted to call it a booksicle, but people said to me that sounded like a popsicle. It okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting term. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sort of so when I moved to Colorado and I had this draft of a novel in my suitcase and. Um, Ended up becoming first a uh, country fiddler. There's a whole hilarious story where I answer a Craigslist ad that I thought said, um, we need a, a fiddle player for this band that will not be playing out. So I was like, all right, well, how bad could I be? I was a classical violinist. Um, I'm in love with, you know, Nitty Gritty Dirt Brand, which has roots here. And if they're not playing out, you know, how how bad of a addition can I be? So I ended up misreading it, becoming this uh fiddler in this band and then from there going i remember i played guitar as a kid oh well i'm now i'm playing guitar again and we need a singer for the band and well okay so i i had sort of you know i guess sneakily to myself she had become this musician and what i really did you grow up playing fiddle or no i grew up um as a as a um very determined second violin, determined in the sense to stay in the second violin section of my orchestra and never move forward where anyone could hear me make a mistake. I had this Hippocratic oath of music, like do no harm, play no harm. I was just like, okay, <laughs> right? Uh, I love it. So I was the person in the waltz section going, plink, 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 plink. <laughs> that, was my, that was my idea of a solo. That was my comfort zone. And uh, occasionally, yeah, and I'd get bounced up to the front and then I'd run back to the back. And so I was this chicken chicken. I was a violin playing chicken. Um, and what I found moving to Colorado um, was the music was so amazing that it was running neck and neck with my fear of playing a wrong note. And so uh, over time, I started playing a little bit more and a little bit more. And on the album, I was actually my boyfriend uh, playing uh, amazing fiddle, violin, and mandolin. And um all I'm doing is singing, but the way that the album even happened is when I looked back at the draft of the novel, I thought, well, this is funny. Like, when my character goes to the little diner across the street from her apartment, there's a song playing on the jukebox. Well, that's cool. And then, well, wait, when, when she goes to work, she's a tour guide, and we're talking about um, the pop song of the spring being inspired by the verse on this 19th century poet's grave, well, there's that song, and there's a mystery about this song that plays in the Frank Sinatra Impersonators Club. It's a minor Sinatra tune, and I sort of thought, oh, 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 maybe I've been in training to write these, and the book really wants them. And so I would go out um, every week to my local bakery and perform a new episode of the book and have to write a song, once one song a week for 13 weeks. And that's where the album came from. It was ended up being 12 songs, but... Um, it was a crash course in uh, songwriting. Yeah. Uh, and it's, a cl- it's an eclectic assortment of music. It, it's, uh, you can't stick it into one genre. In the middle of the morning, in a little middle gap between here and there. I 
from the album Blame It On Hoboken with Sharon Glassman, and that tune was A Voice I Used to Know. I uh, asked Sharon a little bit uh, about the album itself and some of the musicians and who produced it, and this is what she had to say. The album is actually produced by Eric Turin, who is an exceptional musician, bass player, uh, he plays with the Jeff Austin Band, among others, right now. And then we have um, Rich Moore from uh, Molly O'Brien and Rich Moore, uh, people may know him that way, um, playing guitar, doing incredible work um, and art artistry. And then there's um, Eric Moon, who is playing piano and prepared piano, who is just this otherworldly musical talent and when we came to a song that needed to be very unusual and evocative um in the book there's a one of my character's favorite sites is what we call the broken sea and what that is is a bunch of um glass bottles tethered by fishing line to these trees that look like they're swimming like fish in the sky and so eric moon was the one who said oh okay the broken sea glass bottles i think i could tether a glockenspiel to the strings of the baby grand piano and play with my car keys i think that would work um (laughs) And he was right. Uh, so uh, Sally Van Meter uh, on resonator guitar, and guitar is unbelievable. Um, musician, it just keeps going. Dexter Payne, who's a tremendous uh, jazz horn player, uh, clarinet and sax, actually plays those things, and also ukulele on another tune, because he had confessed to me he had played uke as a kid, and I, we needed a uke player. Uh, Paul Kittick on uh, fiddle and mandolin. It just goes, it's like, uh, Lawrence Doval from the Rail Splitters, who sings Arrow of Love, which is this hit song in the spring in the book. So it's it's like this dream, 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 uh, a collection of incredibly generously talented people who came together on this desk and in awe. I got a job to do I'm a pain in the neck and a thorn in your side Attacking your tire when you try to ride I'm the pebble in your shoe It wasn't a job I went and applied for It's a natural fact I was cut and died for Leader of this ragged, rocky crew Most people curse me, I play cat and mousey and get kind of thirsty waiting here for you. But if you look really closely, I think that you'll find I'm a speed bump bump of a different kind. Stop and say hello on your way through. Acorn grows into a great big tree, I've got a hidden gem in me. Stop and say hello on your way through. Now you and I have found each other This fleeting visit 
it's worth the bother in my rough and humble point of view. But if you look really closely, I think that you'll find I'm a speed bump bump of a different kind. Stop and say hello on your way through. Acorn grows into a great big tree. I've got a hidden gem in me. Stop and say hello on your way With a song called Pebble with a Cause, that was Lauren Stovall, along with Eric Thorine and Sharon Glassman, uh, on this album, Blame It on Hoboken. I did talk with Sharon a little bit about uh, upcoming venues and the types of uh, performances that one might expect if they go to see Sharon Glassman in concert. Well, you are doing concerts, right? Or- mm-hmm. And yep. and what would people expect when they come to see you? What are they going to see? Um, the concerts are stripped down. Uh, they're much more acoustic um, versions of these tunes, almost going back to the bakery. So it's uh, Paul and me. So we have guitar, vocals, fiddle, mandolin, um, doing acoustic versions of the of the songs as a duo. Occasionally we'll add in our bass player, a uh, different bass player that we play with uh Andre Jaramek, who's from Czech Republic, and when he's in town, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a commute for him for these gigs. Uh, but when he happens to be in town, we play together. And so uh, I'll describe a little bit where the songs fit in in a pure music concert you know, situation, and then mm-hmm. we'll play those tunes. We've actually, not to confuse your listeners even further, or maybe interest them, um, I hooked up with an aromatic chemist. Here, and we've been actually partnering with her, and so what we do is describe the book and the scene that we're playing this song and how it fits, and then before Paul and I play, if you'd like to smell some lightly scented uh, water that either has a little bit of a hint of lavender or mint or clary sage, she's actually paired those with the song, so we do what we call uh, we're looking for a good name. We found out when we call it an aromatic concert, people are like, Bleh. That's interesting. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. It's really fun. So it, it, it dimensionalizes the music because when you smell rose water yeah, um, yeah, and you're yeah, listening yeah. to a love song, so we do that. I'm inspired to work with the opportunities that I have. And since I can't really travel, I'd love to. I mean, Frank Sinatra did this. Frank Sinatra, um, you know, it came from the big band era. And what he realized was, oh, wow, you know, I could have a 27-piece band, but how am I going to? travel with that and so he would you know pared things down uh this is you know really paring them down um and just working with a duo sometimes a trio and then sometimes these beautiful uh herbally scented lavender rose scented waters which is fun neat very neat and of course uh, uh this uh uh even though this album was uh when was it recorded it, it was a while ago that it was recorded right we started recording in February 2014, and I'm actually releasing it now. What I did was to release oh. uh, 
Yeah, it's coming out now. It's like now. Oh, fantastic. Like, so you're competing with uh, Dylan, huh? Yes. I didn't know that. Bob and I didn't really plan that. Um, yes, I'm sort of saying, so here's the two polar situations. You have Bob Dylan doing Sinatra's songs, and then you have this indie chick, Sharon Glassman, doing the Sinatra Fantasia. Snail crossing the highway, Robin flying by. Snail looks at the robin with one slow-moving eye And Snail says, if I had two wings like you, I'd be doing fine Oh, you think you got troubles, Robin tells the snail Oh, get in line You think it's easy-peasy, floating through the air Oh, with the whole world watching up your underwear Oh, but if I were a rainbow be doing fine Oh, you think you got troubles Rainbow tells the robin We'll get in line Do you know how many photographs They take of me each day Each time they snap my arches Oh, they strip some soul away But if I were a mountain I'd be doing fine Oh, you think you got troubles Mountain tells the rainbow Oh, get in line Oh, get in line Yeah, get in line We're hauling rocks They're drinking wine Oh, look around It's by design We're working hard They're With a hundred million crampons But if I were a cloud I'd be doing fine No, you think you got troubles Cloud tells the mountain We'll get in line You think that I'm all fluffy But up here life's a pain When I'm not all in vapor I got a bladder full of rain Oh, but if I were a snail I'd be doing fine Right, Snell tells them all. Compared to you, I'm doing fine. So get in line. Yeah, get in line. You're hauling rocks. I'm drinking wine. Oh, look around. It's by design. 
song called Get In Line and once again this comes from the album Blame It On Hoboken and we are speaking with Sharon Glassman about this album so let's sum things up and uh, go over the website and uh, a little bit uh, more information about Sharon. SharonGlassmanLive.com and if you actually just type SharonGlassman.com it'll forward you yeah, as I always life. tell people, if you want to uh, find out, just go to Google and Google Sharon Glassman's name. Yeah. And that's the simplest way of uh, getting there. And um, is there an official release date? Has it been released? Or is there a release party or, or something like that? Or no? Um, I, You know, it's... I know people do that, but... They do do that, those wild and crazy kids. They do do that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what I have found is um, I did some smaller events you know when I released the EPs and we played this unbelievable gallery event um, last week again because it's really an ongoing uh, creative project I feel like this is the start and it's also the continuation so no I'm not I'm not doing a big um, February live event I'm more offering people um, if you'd like to have me Skype into your home and do some of the songs solo, I can do that. Um, I'm How keeping it really, really small. I really, I am small. I'm four foot ten, and I think my project feels intimate. Um, so yeah. I'm, once again, I'm speaking with Sharon Glassman, whose uh, whose uh, album "Blame It on Hoboken" and the novel and uh, story are all kind of interwoven and. Um, it just sounds like such an interesting book, the album uh, we've been playing throughout this program. And, uh, of course, uh, hopefully you'll run right out and buy it. And uh, if you want more information about Sharon Glassman, you can just Google her name and uh, you'll you'll get everything you need to know. So, Sharon, is there anything you'd like to uh, sum up and uh, talk about in, in conclusion? Yeah, I mean, I think what's really exciting to me this year, which is the Sinatra Centennial year, 2015, mm. um, is I think the legacy or the inspiration how someone, I mean, Frank Sinatra is an inspiration to so many people in so many different ways. But what I'm thrilled about, I think, is offering this little, I call it a Fantasia, I guess, where the idea of Frank Sinatra has created this fictional landmark in the book and inspired, you know, this small offering of mine, which is this album and this novel with songs. And I guess I'd love to hear from people if they're interested in connecting with me on Twitter at Classic Quirky SG, Sharon Glassman Live, or through my site and let me know, you know, how the songs and the story inspire them. That would be really cool. Fantastic, and uh, hopefully they do that. I would love that. And Artie, okay. I, I appreciate you offering to chat with me, and 
Yeah, this is. A yeah, great and I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we well, I, I'm I'm glad we finally got to talk. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had an interview scheduled a way back, but uh, there were problems, and I couldn't get the interview done. But uh, I'm glad we had the chance to do that today. Yeah. And uh, all I can say is, I'm jealous that you're in Colorado and I'm <laughs> here in dreary old New York. It's a pretty interesting place, and if you come here, you can. Come hang with us, and we'll play you some music live. We can do a podcast from the living room. That'd be cool. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sharon, thank you so much for uh, your willingness to talk today. Yeah, well, this is great. And, um, you know, shameless plug, if this comes out around Valentine's Day, I would say Blame It on Hoboken makes a great gift for your Valentine if your Valentine loves books or music. Say that again about Valentine's? Valentine's Day. I was saying if this comes out in a couple weeks near Valentine's Day. Yeah, it makes a great gift. You can get it the same day. I'm doing... um, Something where I'll actually record an audio message for your Valentine and send it along to you with the digital book, and which has the CD in it, and with the Cupid and Psyche connection and, and Sinatra and the love story in the book. It all sort of comes together and makes a lovely, unusual, creative Valentine. Hey, Sean, yeah. thank you so much. It's been great talking to you, and uh, you know, we'll we'll keep in touch via email, and I will. Uh, Try to get this program together. All right. <laughs> I appreciate that, Artie. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can blame it on the season. Blame it on the weather. Oh, blame it for no reason. On a feather, you can blame it on Hoboken. But baby, stay with me. You can blame it on the game. Blame it on the battle. Oh, blame it on my name. It doesn't matter. You can blame it on Hoboken. Stay with me. Magic kicks off Saturday night when your ferry pulls in from Brooklyn Heights. The gang flags down, the love bug bites. All the skylines goes forever. As long as we're together, you can blame it on a fish, blame it on the ocean, oh, blame it on this kiss. If you get the notion, you can blame it on Hoboken. Sharon Glassman with Blame It on Hoboken. Once again, I want to thank Sharon for joining me today, and I hope you enjoyed the program. And uh, run right out and uh, check out Sharon's website and her new album, uh, book, and uh, the digital version that she mentioned. 
once again, as I said before, the easiest way to do all of this is to Google Sharon Glassman and uh, you'll come up with all sorts of links that you can uh, converse with Sharon via the internet, Twitter, all of those things. Well, uh, the music of Roy and Dale means we've come to the end of this edition of Mostly Folk, and uh, don't forget to join me uh, fairly soon for the next episode. And uh, this month, uh, in another week or so, we'll be speaking with Mike Agronoff, and I hope you join me for that. This is Audie Martello wishing you a great day, and I'll see you right back here next time on Mostly Folk. <laughs>